Howdy, y'all. How we doing? The local love box is bringing local love to your door. In these uncertain times, the local love box is giving you dinner, beer, and a show all from your own home. The way they do it is by sending you a kit meal to cook yourself with step-by-step instructions from the chef who prepared the dish, pairing that with a beer also in the box, and giving you a live concert. Last week was excellent. Uh, it was Jeffrey D'Alejandro at Ollie B doing a ramp and bacon potato salad on top of a hen hock hot dog and then pairing that with an orange hat common beer or West Coast IPA. And then they had Guy Marshall playing awesome music delivered to your door by Knox Brew Tours or you can pick it up at Ollie B. Go to thelocallovebox.com for this week's offering. It's going to be fantastic. Thelocallovebox.com. All right, let's do the podcast. Welcome in, guys. I'm Ben Fields. This is South of Scruffy Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for joining me. I've got Eddie Resendez on the show today. Eddie is a director and a DP, and Eddie is living out the American dream, man. Uh, Lots, lots to talk about with him. Uh, has a great story about immigrating to the United States from Mexico, and just the the upward path he's been on since he got here, and the way he's really making the most of it. It's a a fascinating story, and Eddie was amazing to talk to. I love the guy; he's fascinating. We had a great chat. Uh, so got some good guests coming up, and uh, I'm doing a special show. Next week with uh, Zach Roscop from Knox Brew Tours. He's coming back and uh, he is going to do a show with me, a special show called Six Pack with Zach. He's going to bring a six pack in of uh, some local craft beer and we're going to drink it. And he's going to talk to me and ask me some questions. I guess I really, I, I, I underestimated how how much uh, the, the of the following I, I didn't know and, and how much of the following wouldn't be familiar with me. And a lot of people have reached out and and said, hey, man, you're uncovering a lot of cool stuff about your guests, but I'd like to know a little bit more about you. So Zach has taken questions, and uh, he's going he's gonna to bring them to me. He's going to hit me with them. If you want to send him a question to ask, send it over to Zach at KnoxBrewTours.com, uh, Z-A-C-K at KnoxBrewTours.com. I'm really pumped about that. That's going to be fun. That'll be next week, I believe. That's what it's looking like. Uh, the shop, uh, here, here at my house, my shop, man, where, uh, where I record the podcast, it's, it's going through some changes. I had a contractor come in this week and, and look at, at finishing out the shop. It's very unfinished right now. Um, but I had someone come in and we're gonna, we're gonna look at finishing this place out and turning it into a legit studio slash office slash maybe a guest house. I don't know. Something like that, but uh, that's coming up, and that's exciting. There's, um, I had mice in here. I left a, uh, I left a bag of bird feed in the corner of the shop in like a, a, a to- or like a plastic bin, and the bin had a had a hole in the corner of it, and somehow mice got in. In this place, there could have been a hundred of them living in here. I have no idea, but I would just see them running across the floor when I was doing the podcast, and now. Uh, I it took some precautions to get, uh, some remedial efforts to get rid of them. And it's been pretty, pretty clear the last few weeks. It's been nice. No, no mouse sightings. 
And then right before I pressed go on this podcast, I saw one just scurrying right across the floor. So that's a thing I'm dealing with. That's going to be all right. We're going to figure that out. I'm sure when this place is finished out, it'll be way too nice for them to live in, but we'll see about that. It's crazy times. Uh, we're, we're going through right now for sure with the quarantine era, the social distancing era, the COVID-19 era. And, uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, um, adapting the work from home thing is a thing. And man, Last week with with my wife and the kids and me at the house, the first week we were all at the house together. Man, it's tough. It's it's really tough. So I feel feel you guys. Uh, I feel what you're going through out there, and uh, and I understand that it's hard. And I, I, we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. We're going to come out on the other side, and we're going to be changed forever. But we're going to be changed for the better. I'm a hundred percent certain of that. The world's going to be different, though, no doubt. Um, Eddie Resendez, guys, I'm so excited for you to hear Eddie. Eddie is, uh, has a wonderful story, man. And it's, it's a great story that is made possible by, by hard work and by a guy just going after it and, and, and learning, you know, learning a new language and then learning a craft on top of that. And Eddie is so talented, man, and has so much going for him. And he's just such a hard worker and he does such good work. He's he, he's going somewhere, man. He's going to do great things, much greater than me by the time it's said and done. I have no doubt. Uh, just listening to the guy talk, you, you'll uh, you'll you'll understand where I'm coming from, and I'm excited to to bring him to you guys and and let him tell his story. That's what this podcast was all about for me is is uncovering these fascinating stories uh, that that otherwise would go you know, somewhat un, unheard maybe. So uh, this is one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever done. And I'm so happy that you guys get to join in on it with me. So here we go, Mr. Eddie Resendez. And here when I'm getting too far away. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You sound good? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You sound real good. How All you right. doing, Eddie? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. What have you been? What have you been up to? You know, uh, just try and survive. That's <laughs> uh, that's the goal right now. Yeah. Is there work coming in? Uh, I have some work that I booked before they started. So, like all the editing stuff that I was just saying yes to yeah. and not realizing that I had too much going on. Right. Well, now it's awesome because now I have something to do. Yeah. While no one else has something to do. So. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there trying to also figure out how to shoot stuff themselves, but they don't know how to edit it. I know. Yeah. Have um, you found that to be uh, a market that's opened up? Well, I thought about doing like stock footage or going through like old footage that I have from passion project or something like that. And then put it online to like on a stock site or something. Like that oh yeah. Like library it. type stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I mean, some, an extra hundred bucks that you make, you know, why not? Yeah. Here and there. Yeah. Every little bit helps. I know. So you're a DP, right? How long have you been doing that? And how, how'd you get into it? Well, um, I'm not a DP. Any- well, okay. Here's the thing. Uh, about like, Four months ago, I started to brand myself as a director. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, I started directing more, and I was like, I want to be a director. And, uh, I mean, after 
this coronavirus thing now my director dp editor bfx artist mason painter whatever you want you know like i just just to make some money i'll, I'll do whatever uh, but yeah i started to to say to people that i was a director and um uh so that's what i've been trying to focus on yeah cool yeah i guess i knew you as a as a dp i, I think the first time i the first time i saw you Man, I uh, it was at Kristen Majny's wedding, and you, <laughs> you had, I you couldn't have weighed a hundred pounds at the time, and you were toting this gimbal around, and I was like, "How's that thing not tipping him over?" And, and then I saw the footage, I was like, "Man, this is amazing! This guy's really good. He's got a good eye." And so we started to bring you in on some stuff. I yeah, that was the best uh, investment I ever done. You know, <laughs> yeah. to do that wedding because uh, right after that. You guys call me for something else, and then something else, and then something else, and yeah, yeah. Well, how how'd you get into it? How'd you decide that you wanted to do it? What made you want to get into the the motion picture world? I, I mean, I didn't have like a like a Star Wars moment. Like everybody yeah. else, like oh, I watched Star Wars when I was six, and then I was like, I want to be a right. filmmaker. It was yeah. more like a like a process of like I. Um, well, you gotta go way back to like. I was like, I don't know, like 10, 12, started working. Uh, so I'm originally from Mexico. You haven't told by my accent yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my aunt owned a cyber cafe or like if you didn't have enough money to buy a computer, you would go to this like place and rent a computer for like 30 minutes, an hour. Yeah, I remember the, those were big when I was in L.A. in like 2004, 2005. It was right yeah. around when when the cyber cafe thing was kind of popping off and right. and people could go pay 10 bucks an hour to go sit down and check their email and, yeah. and all that. So I started working there uh, when I was like 10, 11. So I started learning about computers and stuff like that. And I mean, it was like after school, like I was there for like a couple of hours. And, um, and then from there, I like started doing like, fancy powerpoints and then oh, yeah. like for school and stuff like that slideshows and, then, and yeah, yeah yeah and then i got into like this slideshow software or something and i started making videos through that and i started like doing like music videos with my cousins and my friends and then i became a rapper for a little bit so no was, way yeah was yeah. your name eddie oysters it was eddie sparrow because i was a huge fan of jack sparrow <laughs> no way eddie sparrow <laughs> yeah I think if you if you Google Eddie Sparrow, don't do that. But if you do it, I think you can still find one or two songs I wrote on SoundCloud. No I was a SoundCloud rapper for a little bit. No way! I had no idea. That so uh, you grew up in Mexico? I did. So I moved to the U.S. when I was uh, fourteen, almost fifteen. Okay. What 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 part of Mexico? It's called Aguascalientes, which is which means uh, hot water. Oh, okay. uh, so. I, I tell this to everyone. It's uh, it's about six hours away from Mexico City, about three hours away from Guadalajara. Uh, what else do they know? It's far away from Yucatan, from uh, uh, it's more on Cancun. The west, west, west coast? It's oh. more like right in the middle. So right okay. in the middle, it's like a small state right in yeah. the middle. And that's the name of the state? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's known for its hot water. So it, uh, basically, there were like, uh, like a water park uh, oh. and... All the water was hot, and so they. So, I mean, I, that's not what they called it. I was calling this. It was just that it was uh, it was known for having like hot, like natural hot water, like hot springs. Yeah, yeah, like hot springs type of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. What was it like growing up in Mexico in the what nineties, two thousands? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I mean, 
it was yeah it was uh way different than it's, it's here but yeah. uh it was fun I, how big know. was the city it was small it was actually a pretty small city uh where i lived it was uh very it was very much like knoxville like that cool. kind of like small city but like growing rapidly gotcha and like it was uh, like i tell people about knoxville like i hate I, I i i don't hate it i just complain about it a lot but then i go somewhere else and then like take me back to knoxville that's yeah. kind of how i was over there i was like it was a small city there wasn't like a lot to do but then i would go somewhere else and be like no no take me back home like yeah I, I, you know yeah yeah that's cool. So, what what were you into growing up? Do you have brothers and sisters and all that? I don't. I'm an I'm an only child. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. So, what was a big industry around where you were? Like, what kept the kept the city going? Was there like one specific thing? Was it tourism? Was it? It was a little. Know, Nissan was there. Uh, a Nissan factory was there. So that was uh, a lot of the businesses there. Oh, cool. Um, and, so they uh, built some cars. Yeah, we have the biggest fair in the world. Uh, like fair, uh, like uh, yeah. Oh, cool! It's uh, it's like I think ten miles long, something like that. It's oh my goodness! It's it's huge, and uh, it happens uh, every year, um, and for like a month, and like people from early world come to it, and it's it. People call it the biggest um, cantina in the world <laughs> because <laughs> awesome. the amount of alcohol that is consumed is it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it probably keeps the keeps the town going for oh, a yeah. long time. Yeah, it's, that's super it's cool. So, um, did, did your parents, did, did they work and, and was that what moved them here was, was so a job? We had a tortilla over there, which is a place where they make tortillas. Because, That's it? Just tortillas? Yeah. Like if you've heard that, oh, we Mexicans eat our tacos and you're right. Yeah. That's all we, <laughs> 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 no, but we eat a lot of tortillas. It's like a spoon for us basically. So like, yeah. If you're a eating, spoon you can eat. Yeah, it's anything like you eat with tortilla. So people go and buy like one or two kilos of tortilla every day. Really? Uh, for their family, yeah. And uh, and yeah, it's a big industry over there. Like there is a tortilla per like every neighborhood, basically. A, a, there, there's a tortilla, a, I mean, yeah, yeah, for every neighborhood. Yeah, so um, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. But yeah, that's why my parents did for about 10 years. Um, yeah, it was like my entire life they, they did that. And uh, um, we had, uh, at some point, we had, like, two, and they were called Tortilla Eddie. It was, oh, uh, they really? Were, they yeah, named it after you? Yeah, and then oh, they named cool. the second one Tortilla Eddie number two. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, but, yeah, we <laughs> So did, you're not an only child. You had another Tortilla. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, and the, the funny thing it was that they were separated. Like, they were, like... Uh, like half a mile apart so you could almost like <laughs> look over the window and like say hi to the person over there you know it was it was pretty funny but uh yeah we did that for a while and then did you work there growing yeah, up? yeah yeah it's a family I, business and you were basically in it? yeah i didn't like it much um not like i didn't like doing it i was just not very like my parents are the hardest workers that i know i am not <laughs> well I, oh, I, come on know. man i've seen you work you work your ass off well and uh, yeah, I was just, I was just a kid, and you know, yeah. I just didn't like to work. That was that was basically. Yeah, it. kids don't like to work; they like to play. Yeah, but uh, it was fun. Uh, I made a a video about it uh, back when I was over there, and like that was one of my first videos. It was a first cool project, and I got uh, my my project was about tortillas. I was like, okay, like I got this, <laughs> you know, like you're asking the guy, yeah. you know, and uh, 
I made a, a video about how like the process of making tortillas, and I think you can find it on my Facebook somewhere. I posted like a couple years ago, like, oh hey, like this one was one of my first videos, and I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna brag, but it's probably better than some of the things out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's as far as tortilla tortilleria yeah, videos yeah. go, it's, it's like really still, up there. I had uh, you know uh, Barney the, the dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, Barney in Spanish, they had a song about like how tortillas were made. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like the the, the Spanish version of Barney. Uh, I mean, the same Barney, it was just in, in Spanish, but yeah. they, he, uh, they wrote a song about tortillas. Oh, of course. So I used that as my music bed for it. No way. Yeah, it's, so it's, everybody already knew it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's super cool. So what, what got you guys moving to the States? Well, basically a better a better life. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was the goal. Uh, my parents wanted me to learn English too because uh, they pushed me to do it uh, a lot over there, but I didn't give, didn't give a shit about English over there. I was yeah. just like, like, when am I going to use this? Right, you weren't in a big tourism center, so it wasn't yeah. like you had a bunch of people traveling. You didn't really need to know it. Every, yeah. Spanish got you through. Yeah, I knew how to say box, and that was about it. Yeah. Toothpaste. <laughs> Toothpaste uh, in yeah. box. Like, and... Uh, so um, then I, we moved here, and I didn't know like anything. I mean, I knew a few words, like I said, but like once you when they start talking to you, like oh, blah, 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 then you're like I'm completely lost. So yeah. the first two years after we moved here was about like learning how to speak English. So yeah. I got here when I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, what school did you go to? West, West, West Knoxville West. Yep, cool. And uh, and you didn't know any English at all. Mm-mm. I Man, mean, that must have been tough. Yeah, it was it was hard. Like. Just to do anything, like just to get from one class to the other. It was like, I don't know where this classroom is and like, who am I going to ask? And like, Right. Uh, and kids are mean too, you know? Yeah. And I, like, Did you I, have that, to deal with that at all? I, not that I know of because I could not understand them. <laughs> 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 so they could have been saying all the, th- like, all the things to me and I would just be like, yes, <laughs> my name is Eddie. Nice to meet you. I couldn't imagine anybody being mean to you, man. Well. <laughs> so what was that like? Did, how long did it take you to get like integrated and in, in, in speaking English and feeling like you had friends and you know you had a, had a group of people that you could communicate with outside of your family? Right. Uh, it took me about two years. Um, the first year was like intense ESL classes. It was like three classes a day, like two in the morning, one in the, at the end of the day. And it was just like like basic English and like learning how to say the basic stuff, learning all that. So ESL was a big part of your, yeah. your curriculum. Yeah. The first year it was like, that was it. And like I had other classes <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of like figuring out like, what are they saying? What am I, what am I supposed to do? Like if they would put like page, like the, uh, uh, the pages of like the numbers of in the book and on the whiteboard or something, like I would just quickly go and look it up. And if it was like a bunch of questions that I had to do, I would like look for keywords on the questions and then go like to the book and look for those keywords and then try to like find the answer that way. It was a lot of that and a lot of just asking. And uh, another uh, a class that I had was Algebra 1 and I was I was good at Algebra. So I didn't really need to know English for that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's letters and numbers, yeah. right? And those and are, the, and I, those and are I, the same in both languages. Yeah. I actually came up like first in the class that, that, really? that year. Yeah. That algebra? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. no big deal. So- <laughs> the second year. Okay. The second year, um, I had, um, I had to start English three, but like, like regular English three. 
in U.S. history. Like, because the first year it was very like easy classes, but the second year they were like, you gotta start like doing like the regular classes. Cool. So you picked it up quick then. Yeah. You you were able to you were able to get involved in the in the regular curriculum pretty quickly. Yeah. And like I had a couple friends, and uh, I mean I had friends from the ESL class that they're from all over the world, which was sure. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I started making friends that knew a little Spanish or something like that. And uh, the second year I got way better. Like actually, I won the uh, English three award. Like that's my biggest. Wait, uh, like, like, like not not English no, is a second no, language. Like they, that's my proudest moment in my life. Like I could win the Oscar and be like, yeah, this is great. But <laughs> you know, when I was uh, uh, a junior in high school, I won the English three award. Like, what was that? I mean, how, how do you win that award? I don't like. I just I was just good at literature, I guess. Like I don't know, but uh, so you could read it and comprehend it. You I, know, I, a year I, and a half, two I, years after. I guess. Like I don't really remember how, but. Uh, in U.S. history, too, because I guess I was just really interested about something new, and I didn't know anything about U.S. history. Right. So uh, I got just very interested in history and, and English, I guess, in general. And, uh, and yeah, that was I won the, both the U.S. history and the English three awards. And to this moment, those are my proudest moments in my life <laughs> because I was like, I mean, I didn't know any English like two years ago. So You know what's funny is I, I uh, in, in high school, I – got the opportunity to to play Hamlet in our uh, in our uh, school's performance of Hamlet and it was a, the advanced acting class so you had to audition for it it was a, you know it was it was really the, the the best actors in the school that were that were doing that and I swear man like I'm 34 years old I've done so much cool shit traveled all over the world done all kinds of great things that I'm very proud of but I don't know if I'm more proud of anything than I am of Something that I achieved in high school yeah. when I was 18 years yeah. old because it's probably the hardest I've ever worked on anything. Exactly. Yeah, and it stuck with me. It was, it was yeah. It's it's it was a good feeling of like yeah. I I really worked my ass off to learn this language and then this is like the the yeah. award. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's gratification that you've that you've done a good job. Um, what were you interested in at that time? Do you play sports at all? Or were I you... play soccer. Um, oh, cool. I yeah. bet you're fast. I you look fast. fast. Yeah, I was fast. <laughs> what position did you play? Uh, it was a uh, left wing. So okay. just like, so is that like a midfielder. midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, it a was, lot of lot of running. A lot of running up and down, up and down. I didn't like running honestly. I was just like I, I would stay up there, like just passing the ball over here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they would be like, go back and like, go <laughs> defense. And I'm like, oh, I guess. I so guess. were you on the varsity team at West? I was not. Okay. okay. So okay, I was not bad. I was not the best. Okay. And I was uh, uh I was small. <laughs> I was not very So you couldn't go physical. up and get the headers. <laughs> yeah. And I was I was skillful uh, skillful. Like I would say that I was very good at like um just with the ball, but yeah. I was very uh I was not heavy at all. Yeah. So among like against like big players, I was very yeah. They, they so were boxing me out. That count a lot yeah. in uh there because like if someone would just come in after me, I would just go fly out and then but uh, I was captain of the junior varsity, oh, cool. uh, and then I did go up to varsity a, a couple of games. Um, but it was like I would have a lot of confidence in junior varsity, and then I would move to varsity, and then all my confidence just like yeah. would go away. It yeah, was, you're in the big leagues now. Yeah, and it was it was not that I couldn't do it; it was just I I would I didn't think I could do it. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, so was that an opportunity for you to um, 
make some new make some new buddies, get integrated sure. into part of a team, and and kind of have you know outside of academics, just kind of have another kind of family. For sure. No. Yeah. That that was a, a big step in me in like um, integrating into like not just like the team, but like the U.S. in general. Like I really? started meeting a lot of people and started talking to more people. Um, you know, it's got to be a cool feeling that you know. It, I've always appreciated what uh, what an international sports soccer is and how you can go anywhere in the world and get on a field with somebody. You might speak a different language. You might be from a completely different socioeconomic, yeah. you know, standing. And you, everybody's equal in that space, and everybody can speak the language of soccer too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I got to meet a lot of people from all over the world. And it was just something that now it's like normal. But at the time, it was just like, man, you're from Nigeria or something like that. It's like in my life, I thought I was going to meet someone from Nigeria. It's just yeah. it's a very cool feeling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, aside from sports, did you get into the, the film stuff at that at that point and bring that with you or? Yeah, were there were there opportunities for people to learn about that kind of stuff when you were coming there, through school? No, I mean yes and no. There there was a a photography class, like a film class. And I I learned about film photography, but it was not something that I've, film has never been like a. I I always thought that like I'm not against it, but I'm just like digital is way better. <laughs> it's easier. It's easier. It's yeah. just uh, I've, that's what I got used to. And yeah. going to film, it was just like no, this is. This is not for me, yeah. and uh, but uh, there was uh, I there was not like a film class or anything like that. But I brought the film into the classes. If that makes any oh, sense, yeah. I like any project that I would have an opportunity to make a video instead of a PowerPoint. I would yeah, do yeah. it. Like yeah. I remember in English Street, we had to make the Wolf, um, uh, Wolf, no, Bill Wolf, something like that. It was like a book that we had to read. And we had to make a presentation, and, and I asked the teacher if I could make a short film instead. Oh, cool. And uh, I got my friends to uh, buy this, like, wolf um, costume, and yeah. then we went out in the woods and filmed this video. And then oh, that's cool. I started learning visual effects and, like, do, like, fake blood and all these things. <laughs> it was bad, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was it was something that I could start learning new things yeah. and stuff like that. So. Well, what'd your what'd your parents do when when they got here? I mean, you said they moved here for a better life. Did they find that? I th- I think so. Because um, it sounds like they had a pretty sweet deal in Mexico. Yeah, you know. Well, it's it, it's like you, yes and no. It's like Mexico is uh, it's not as bad as people think it is, but it's also like it's it's a struggle uh, a lot of the times of like you know money will be tied and stuff like that. Even yeah. even like I never had like a bad life or anything like that, but still like it's just like not as the same as here like the was there organized crime around and stuff like that no no No. i mean there is there there is but it's not as like not as people say it it is like yeah so there was nobody coming in and saying hey if you're gonna open a tortilla shop on this block you're gonna pay me 20 percent." no i mean (laughs) i will be lying if i said there there wasn't (laughs) uh I'm trying to not scare people away from Mexico, but, but I love Mexico. I go all the time. I, it's it's a wonderful place. I'll, you know the places yeah. I've been yeah, outside it, of the Yucatan. You know, you it's know, like are great. Yeah, and and like yes, there there is all this crime and that you hear about, but at the same time, it's like it's still not. It's still a good place to go and visit, and like it's. Uh, you're not going to walk into organized crime everywhere. It's just right. like, it's very much in like certain areas. And, um, 
yeah, it's not as bad as like you see it on the news. It's not like, oh, oh we are all Batman and whatever. Um, but uh, there was there was some yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, what'd your parents do when they got here? I mean, did so, they open a tortilla shop? Yes. No. Did they really? Well, my pa- <laughs> my dad started working at a tortilla here. Yes. Really? Yeah. What's it called? Uh, well, it's not. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay. But basically, they started it and they bought everything needed. And then they were like, well, we don't know how to use any of this. So my dad was just like, I know how to use it, all, all of this. Yeah. So he started working there. It was called, um, what was the name of it? It was by the flea market. Uh, uh, the Green Acres Flea Market? Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, it's, it, you can still see the building like there is like right before you. Yeah, pass. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was It was right there. And he worked there for, I think two years. Was it kind of a, was it a restaurant too? Yeah, it was a restaurant too. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, he would run the tortilla there. He ended up doing a lot more um, there because uh, it was just, he's just a good work in general. And uh, yeah. so they started asking to do more stuff. And then they ended up closing the tortilla. So he went to work for Clayton Autos, uh, yeah. you know, um, Jim Clayton, Joe Clayton. Mm-hmm. So Joe Joe owns all the car dealerships. And he went to work for him uh, in maintenance. So for all the dealerships. Oh, cool. He's still there. Yeah, he's still. <coughs> Your um, dad's still doing that? Yeah. Awesome. He likes it because he has to do like something different every day. He, my dad is one of those that um, knows like every, like he would do painting. He would do uh, construction. Yeah, he he knows do, all the like, trades. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure like he didn't have the opportunity to go to college, but he would be like an amazing engineer. Like he's a big part of like me just uh, being able to do the filmmaking thing. Cause I would be like, Hey, I need to make this DIY light or I need to make this yeah. DIY dolly. And he like, like, Oh, I got you. And like, he would just go and, and make it. And like, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And to this day, I mean, I'm like, Hey, I need to make this flat for a film set. And he just makes it, or I need to make this other thing. And he just makes it. And, uh, yeah, my parents are a big part of like my success or like yeah. what I, you know. Um, they have to be proud of you, man. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. they they have and they have to be proud of themselves too, because it sounds like they made a move that was very risky. Um, that <clears throat> they did, you know, they assumed it was going to probably be be better. Yeah. here, but to see their son succeed like this has got to be just exactly what they were after. Yeah, and and like all everything that I've done is just because of them and because they like they really supported me they like everything that i needed they were like I, like everything like school wise like they always supported me they were not like oh filmmaking like uh, i don't know like those people aren't making money. no they were just like go for it and i uh, will support you and and uh, yeah. did you go to college after after uh... i did i went to policipi for oh, yeah. the video program cool and uh it was good uh it was uh decent it was more about like what you make out of it instead of like what the program gives you. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like, um, it feels like there's resources there for you to take advantage of. Yeah. They're not going to push you one way or the other, but if you want to take advantage of something, it's right there. I remember one time I had a fight with a teacher cause I wanted to make a project more difficult and he's like, you're making it too difficult. And I was like, well, what's wrong with that? And he's like, Oh, you just can't do it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was just like they will give you deadlines, and then I meet I met a lot of people there, and um, that was just a wonderful thing. Like just meet new uh, new people that I can collaborate with. Because yeah. at that time, I didn't know anyone that um, like 
uh, did filmmaking or any kind of stuff like that. So it was just me, like, with my friends that had no idea what they were doing. And so that gave me an opportunity to meet people that were actually in the same industry. Had the same interests. Yeah. yeah. You guys could grow together a little bit. And yeah. Knew you had some support if you want yep. to go make something cool. For sure. Uh, what what was your uh, what your mom do throughout all this? Take- she also works for Clayton. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So she cleans all the offices and all that. Nice, man. There are like a bunch of dealerships there. Yeah. Built a building. So yeah, she's been doing that for a while. That's cool. Yeah. And they've both been really supportive of, yeah. of you. And it's like nice that they work together because, I mean, they, they're they just there, you know, yeah. together. Yeah, it's great. It's They're together. They've got their son. Everybody's kind of succeeding and yeah. doing it. That's really cool. Yeah. So after Pellissippi, what was it like trying to dig into the industry? Because a lot of people don't think that the film and television industry in this city is, you know, tough to get into or or big or anything. But it is. It's hard to get into, especially if you don't have connections. And you know, it takes more than just a. It takes more than just chops For sure. to to get in. So what was your trip like getting into? getting into the, um, the the actual marketplace and working. Right. So it's a lot about like meeting people and just act, like do stuff. And they're not, not just like send people like emails like, Hey, I'm available to do this. And like, like you need to be doing stuff while you're looking for work. And like, right. I got an internship with lock and key. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that was great. I met uh, Andy and, and all the uh, lock and key crew. And uh, that opened me an opportunity uh, to just meet more people there, too. Yeah. And then um, I did a video. So I started doing my own thing. Uh, I started my own company right after college great, with a couple man. of friends uh, because we ex- knew exactly what we were doing. Because yeah. <laughs> you were pros already. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. We, we got this. We'll be, we'll be making enough money for four of us in, in a month. <laughs> Um, I'm guessing it didn't play out quite like no. that. No, I mean, the company is still there. Yeah. Uh, it, I, it, like, we're still uh, in business and we still have our clients, but it was not as easy. I, like, we thought it was going to be like, oh, yeah, I was like, you know, we just got to get this client and then we'll make this uh, $500 rap video and then this will pay for our bills for the next two months and, and then we'll make another rap video. Uh, but no, it didn't. It was harder it. than that? Oh, yeah. Um but you met the lock and key guys. I really like those guys, by yeah. the way. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're great. And um, did they get you kind of uh, introduced to the marketplace and introduced to the um, freelancers that were around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met a lot of people like freelancers there. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it just introduced me to the commercial side of it. And yeah. like, uh, I started doing my own commercials too. And then I met this uh, fashion designer. Um, and one of the models, uh, was, uh, Kristen. Oh yeah. Kristen Imagining. Yeah. 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 So we met there and I don't know how, but then she asked me to do her wedding, like we were saying. And then I did that. Uh, and I guess, uh, she really liked it. And then she started working for you guys for Puppets. And then, uh, I got a job for, I think another wedding, um, uh, or something like that. I think it was another job. And then, uh, I did, uh, that wedding. And then I did another job, and then another job, and then I started getting connected with you guys. And then I became like, uh, you guys started, uh, well, you guys already were doing Tennessee Uncharted at that time. Yeah, but then the became Tennessee Valley Uncharted. Yeah. And I uh, started doing that with you guys more often. Did you DP and, some episodes of that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I uh, can't pray it. Uh, I'll, like, 
a bunch of episodes and yeah. then I DP directed one of them yeah which was an amazing opportunity and then I also met um, the guys at draft can't remember how but uh, one day I didn't know them the next day I was in Miami with them <laughs> Uh, did your Spanish pay off when you got yeah, down there? Oh, yeah, because like every, so I've, I've gone to Miami like every year a couple of times for one reason or the other. Usually it's work. Uh, there is a soccer game over there and I want to go to it. Yeah. But I don't think I ever got into an Uber that was not a Spanish, a Spanish speaker. Oh, there. really? Yeah, it was yeah. the funniest thing. Is like every time that I go, any Uber that I get into is someone Spanish. So that, that I don't know if they hire me for that or not, <laughs> but I was like, I'll take it. You yeah. know, I'll speak Spanish. Yeah. Hola, amigo, you know, like yeah. I got this. <laughs> I uh I don't know the draft guys. I wish I did. I I, I love their work. They're yeah. great, man, and I hear they're great guys too. So uh, yeah, they're great, and uh, I, so I started a relationship with them, and then uh, started doing things for the Frame Theory. I can't remember how I met them, but somehow yeah, I got I like Brandon with, yeah. and, and Sarah a whole lot. I've known them for I don't know right around when they started, maybe a couple of years after I got in with them, and I I actually did some did some freelance work with them in, in between jobs probably about seven or eight years ago, right yep. when the movie came out did right. some mo yeah, movie yeah. gigs for them and nice. stuff like that. I really like them. Yeah. They're great. And like, so somehow I started getting connected with all the production companies. Around. Yeah. And, um, so I started doing a lot of more freelance work while at the same time we still had our company going and like, we, we got some clients. I mean, it was a slow process. Like it was not as, as, as fast as we thought it's going to be, <laughs> but we got some clients here and there. And uh, so between that and meeting like all the other production companies, uh, I started getting more and more work. And then, I, I mean, I was working at, at Clayton <laughs> because my parents worked there. No my, way. My, yeah. My mom was, uh, um, was like, Hey, my, my son knows how to fix computers. And he's like, well, we need someone to like fix computers and give them maintenance and stuff like that. So I started working as the IT, uh, IT guy. Uh, there so between that and like just weddings uh, i also did a bunch of weddings yeah uh, uh i mean started by charging 500 bucks for <laughs> uh for photo and video <laughs> and an edit <laughs> yeah my dad my dad would be the one filming i would be the one taking pictures oh really you got yeah. your dad to film? i got my dad to cool you just set up a, you set it up right and then handed it to him yeah, and said hey go like, hold hey, this point that way what well, there, there was one time where he forgot to clear record uh, and, he clear, he, and then he clear record when he meant to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I know that move. And then he, <laughs> um, he noticed it like a couple of seconds after. And then he's like, chingada madre, which is like, fuck me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he did. Yeah. Right oh away. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so I, it was so, like the first kiss at the wedding. Or <laughs> it was like when, when she throws the, like, the bouquet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it wasn't that bad, but I still got him, had to give him a discount. But I was like, I was not even, I was like, I was editing the video and then the, like I clicked the video and the first thing I hear is like, fuck. You <laughs> <laughs> knew exactly what happened. Oh, yeah. it was, I, it was I like, shouldn't even be, be mad. Like I was just like, uh, laughing out loud because I was like, I, I know exactly what he did, and I, you know, everyone has done it, so I was not even mad about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I had to give him like a two hundred dollar discount out of the five hundred that I was charging. <laughs> <laughs> but I started doing a lot of like Hispanic weddings and quinceañeras, uh, oh, cool. like sweet sixteens and sweet fifteens. Yeah. yeah, dude, I shot a, a wedding with a buddy of mine. Asked me to come operate a camera on uh, a wedding, a, a Mexican couple. And 
It was awesome, man. Yeah. It, it was great. The, at the reception, they had a bunch of Skype TVs set up in yeah. the reception hall with so people that couldn't make the trip could could watch it and yeah. kids oh, yeah. on I the TV that. watching it. Yeah. And seeing I charged everything. extra for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a hustler, Eddie. Uh, but, th- but that's uh, that's, re- that's really cool. Yeah. And I did that. That took me through college, basically. So through college, I was working as uh, the IT guy and then Hispanic weddings and then uh, little jobs here and there. Yeah. But then after that, that's when I started getting connected with production companies. And then I left the weddings um, because uh, it's not that I don't like them, but it's too much stress. Yeah, and it's a lot. It's a big day. It's everybody's biggest day. Yeah, it's stressful. Like, Mothers of brides and fathers of brides are, you know, keyed up. Every Everything's the most important thing in the world. And the stakes yeah. are really high. Yeah. 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 So I I went away from that world. Yeah. And what did you dig into after that? Well, um I started to DP. Like that yeah. was my thing. I was like, I'm gonna DP. Like this is what I want to do. This I like to. Uh, I like being behind the camera. Like this is what I want to do. Um, and I started. I was not really DPing anything. I was more like camera operating. I didn't know anything about lighting, but I started learning. I, I was being like learning and learning and learning about anything that I can. And uh, but at the same time, I was editing and doing all these things. But DP was like the thing that I, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And then I was like, well, uh, I'm already like directing uh, like my own stuff and short films. I, I'm like a big um, short film guy. Like I do a lot of shorts and I was directing that already. So I was like, well, my plan is going to be I'm going to start directing and I want to hire DPs and then learn from them what they do. And That's smart. I'll be like a better DP that way. So. I can't remember how I got connected to Adam Chapman. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, he's great. He's and really talented. Yeah, I think I shot like a short that he did or something like that. And I got connected to him and I was like, um, hey, I had this short film idea that I want to do. Uh, would you be interested in doing? And he's like, who are you again? And I was like, no one, but... <laughs> But uh, please, please do my short film. Yeah, and it's did for a competition. It? Yeah, he did it, and uh, awesome. uh, we ended up winning some award. We got like a lot of prizes from Aperture, the lighting oh, company. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they make some like um, some pretty affordable lights. Oh yeah, they're great. They're killing it, and uh, we ended up winning like best location. We did like this uh, boxing short film that was like I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Frank Harley was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Frank, that was the first time that I worked with Frank. Though he's he's amazing. Yeah, we we uh, we shot a, a, a credit union commercial uh, that was centered around an athlete one time, and we and we had to hire a, like a college college age athlete. And that dude came. We had him doing chin ups and pull ups for four hours, and that it didn't even phase him. He, I mean, he's so ripped. Oh yeah, and he was doing chin ups and pull ups all day. We're like, man, are you tired? And he was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I remember in one of the scenes, uh, he had to eat uh, like chicken or something, and then he like came up to me. He was like, hey man, um, I-, I don't need meat. And I'm like, oh man. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> you're fired. Yeah, you're fired. No, I was like, no, no, just eat the lettuce. You're fine. Yeah. So he ate all the broccoli, all the lettuce. And then he had a scene with uh, his son. And he ate all the son's lettuce too and all the broccoli. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. great. But no, but he, he, was, he, was, he was great. He's a great actor. What was the name of that boxing film? Uh, it's called In the Rink. 
in the because ring. everything happened in the ring. The whole, so the, the, whole film. the whole premise of the competition was you have to shoot this short film in one single location. Okay. So we did uh, the the boxing short, and we brought like a bed and in the boxing ring, and like like a dream sequence or something. Yeah, like a yeah, basically, excuse me, like a uh, like a dream sequence type of thing. But yeah, we ended up winning a best use of location, and we oh, got cool. a bunch of lights for that. And did you shoot at Golden Gloves? Uh, no, 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 we actually. Uh, we shot at in Sweetwater, Tennessee. There is a oh, cool. boxing gym there that can't remember how we met them, but we were making a documentary that that's a story for another time. But we never finished it because the first time uh, we were ready to f- like film the fight of this guy and the other boxer uh, back away like the last minute. Oh, really? Like like we were already like already set to start filming, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna fight. I don't feel good." I was so mad that day. I was like, I mean, I'll fight you. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just get some footage. Like, we had already, like, that was the last piece of that documentary. And then the next year, we tried to do it again. And he was he was going to propose to his girlfriend after the the, the, the fight. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, this is even better. Like, the, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll work it in there. And um, he broke his hand or something like that. Oh, like, bummer. Kaboom. Yeah. So... We didn't do it again. But you had the connections for the location. Yeah, at we that had point. the location. Yeah, so at least that you know yeah. we had that connection, and um, yeah, we we I got Adam to DP that, and then I met uh, a couple more people there, Shane and Damien. Is Shane his gaffer? Yeah, yeah, it's Adam's Adam's yeah. gaffer. I need to meet him. Oh yeah, I've he's heard great. a lot of good stuff about him. And like when I when I first met him, he was just starting to be a gaffer, and then he has become like one of the best guy for around town like very quickly he's a he's a great guy good um but uh yeah i met adam and then um uh we started to do more stuff and um he was like okay this guy is not too bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, about you about you he's yeah, like oh yeah. this eddie guy you know, he's all right i'll do another one so do you camera operate for for adam or do you direct Sometimes. form or DP form? Because he's pretty he's pretty much strictly a DP, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, that's when I started to DP more. Um, I, I mean, direct more. Because gotcha. I was like, well, I'm not as good as Adam. Might as well direct instead. I'll bet you're learning a lot from it. Yeah, oh yeah. You learn a lot from that guy. Like, But um, then that's when I started to fall in love with directing again. Like, It was not like I was not a director. It was just that I was like, no, I don't want to be a director. I want to be a DP. And then... Slowly, I was like, well, I don't know. I kind of w- want to be in control of everything. And uh, I like to have a saying on the story. I have, I want to, like, I just, I like coming up with ideas and implementing them. Um, so I started to doing more and more directing and doing shorts and then moving to commercials and then doing more legit commercials. And then uh, at some point I was just like, you know what? This is kind of what I want to do. I want to just direct and like yeah. I, I'm not against the idea of like I still I mean it 10% of that is like actual directing 90% of it is shooting editing um VFX like like the, all the work that pays the bills is still like you know still in your it's still coming towards you yeah yeah, yeah. but um but then all the stuff that I want to be doing is like that's what I'm trying to push for I think that's a really viable business model too for a director to also be able to do the work that happens afterwards because you don't have to pay people to do it yeah keeps your overhead low so if you go to my website you're gonna see like stuff that i directed but that's like 10 percent of like the work some of that stuff is not even paid but this is stuff that i want to be doing what's your website eddie resendez edy edy 
and yeah. Resendez, R-E-C-E-N-D-C. So this is, the, the, I cannot pronounce C as in zebra. I, I, Z? C. I can't, Z. See, I can't. Z. But that's, yeah, Z, Zs and Bs and Bs are the hard ones. Yeah, right? and uh, to this day, I cannot pronounce it right. So saying my last name, it's been a struggle for 10 years. Well, isn't it like the letter S more in, in Spanish? Doesn't it make more of an S yeah. sound? Zeta, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, you can find my work there, but uh, yeah. Cool. So short films have been kind of your passion and it's kind of launched you into commercial work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like, I've been doing short films since like, uh, I don't know when I was, uh, in high school and yeah. then that's kind of what I wanted to do, make movies. And, but it was not like I watched a movie and I just liked making them. And, yeah. um, uh, I started doing it with my friends and then, uh, I met uh, when, when I was in, in college, I met, uh, three friends, Joseph Fervanti, uh, Nikki and Vinny Alfieri. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki and Vinny now work for Lock and Key. Yeah, Joseph is I've working at PBS. Yeah. yeah. And um, so we started to make short films together. And then uh, the first one that we submitted for the film festival here in Knoxville, it won second place. Cool. And uh, and we were like, oh, okay. We should do this more often. Like, we, like you know. So we started doing more stuff. And then we had the company going on. And um, so we started doing more short films. And then it just kind of slowly started getting better and better. And, um, yeah, yeah. just, you know, that's so been my passion. with directing, so going from DPing to directing, because um, I'm kind of on the reverse trip of that right now. Like, I really? directed a bunch for the last 10 years, and now I'm slipping more into into to just DPing stuff, and which is fine with me. Um, but do you, do you feel like it is um, both – very gratifying and both you get a high from it almost being the keeper of the story, but it's also so much responsibility. How do you, (laughs) how do you kind of see the two of those different, different deals? So like DPing, you got one boss and that's the director directing. You're talking to everybody, man. You've got to please everybody on the set. You've got to please your client. You've got to please whoever it is. It's, it's a lot. I think, um, being a director, like eighty percent of your job has to be done before you even walk into set. One hundred percent. Like even if not more, but like just uh, making sure you're ready for that. Once you're on set, man, I you barely don't even do anything. You're just like, hey, you like this? Yeah, I like that. Hey, you want this? Yeah, I want that. Yeah. Hey, um, and you just like sit. I remember the first time that like in that short film in the ring was the first time that I really like stepped back and like was not behind the camera. I was just there like to direct. And uh, it was just a weird feeling. Like I feel like I feel useless right now because everyone else is doing the work and I'm just sitting here like just not really doing anything because I was just so used to like, gosh, man, but that's such a good, like hall- that's such a good hallmark of a director is that your work's already done. Yeah. I, I almost feel like a good director could come down with the flu and not show up yeah. and the shoot would still go great yeah. because they have already done all the hard work or al- already done all the critical work. For sure. And, uh, and I always, uh, being, um, one thing is to be really nice to your crew. Yeah. Uh, and like it's important morale every, is a big deal yeah and like uh being thankful of everyone to be there and like how you were talking about it with brian last time it was just like from the pa to the talent like mm-hmm. just be nice to everyone and be knowledgeable of everyone and then also feed them well 
I think yeah. uh, big uh, better than like paying them just like yeah, as long as you fit them well, <laughs> they're gonna be happy. And then like do not fit them pizza. Pizza is the worst idea. Pizza could, will get them passed out. Yeah, passed out <laughs> and like tired, it, groggy. If, even if it's if it's cold, even worse. Like yeah. no, like fit them well, and they're gonna do a way better job. Um, like because a lot of the short films is like not pay. Like I mean, all of them are non paid basically. Right. Um, yeah. So you you gotta really fit them well for them to work and just be thankful with them afterwards and um, so that's that's I think those are the main key points that I've gotten for directing just be like really prepare before the shoot and then also um, be really nice to everyone and then have a uh, like do not doubt on say like be like even if don't you're doubt not yourself sure, no like if they're yeah. like hey you want a red or blue do not be like ah. I don't know what do you think. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, well, you know, sometimes that's the way to go. But sometimes, yeah. like, if you just do that for every single thing, then they're going to be like, this guy does not know what yeah. he's doing. What's like, the old joke? Like, how many first-time directors does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> I don't know. What I don't do you know. think? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So just be like, I like that, or I don't like that. Even if you don't know, it's just like. Yeah, it's and, your and story. Like, yeah, and I, but at the same time, be collaborative. Like, you know, like, yes. ask him, like, I don't know. what it's Like, I, I this is what I want. Like it, that's another way. Like I want to f- feel it without getting like too like artful and stuff like that. I just want like I want this out of the scene. Like, what do you think is going to be best to get that yeah. out of that scene? Yeah, one of the one of the I mean, he's my men, my main mentor. One of one of the best directors, probably the best director I've ever worked with. His name's Michael Underwood, and I've never seen anybody who engaged every single person on the set as, as much as he did. Uh, and he was, he was unbelievably prepared every single time, knew everything. It's where I learned the, how important pre-pro was. Um, but then also just the vibe and how it can trickle down from the top to the bottom. And I talked to Brian Allen about it. He's awesome about it too, you know, but, but it's that, I mean, it's that, that asshole director that yells at everybody and and has, you know, go, 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 let's do this. Not fast enough. It's like, that's not that's not helping anybody, and it is trickling its way down, you know, yeah. through, through the I, through the whole crew. I think it's going to be harder to do that uh, once you get into the bigger sets where you have like fifty, hundred people on set. Um, then it's just hard to connect with them because I like to connect with everyone like yeah. on a personal level. I, just, yeah. I, I like to like become friends with the people like from the client. Like if I feel yeah. like if you become friends with the client. They're going to keep bringing you back, sure, and uh, they're going to be way better, way, way receptive about anything instead of just treating them as a client like i feel like if you create a personal relationship with them then uh, it's way better yeah uh but also with the crew and like i directed this uh psa a couple like a month ago right before this store started and like i had i think uh like 12 extras and then like three main actors but i i remember at the end of the shoot, I was like, okay, that's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. And then they just, they all just started walking out. And, like, I felt this weird feeling. Like, I, I wanted to thank them, thank, me, thank them, like, personally. Individually. Individually. <laughs> but I couldn't. Yeah. Because they all walked out at the same time. Yeah. And, like, I felt bad afterwards. Like, I felt, like, this feeling, like, man, I really, like, they, like, both of those extra, like, came for free. And, like, I wanted to thank them personally. Yeah. And I couldn't. And, uh but like that's what I learned that at some point I mean you cannot like just have it because you're also working you're not just there to yeah yeah uh, a, a thing too that you know you mentioned about being able to interface with each kind of 
person and let them know that you appreciate them. Crew members, actors, especially as a director, you really want to have a good relationship with your actors, anybody in front of the camera, you want to make sure they're comfortable. Um, but it's that pre-pro part and being buttoned up, uh, that allows you to do that. Right. So if you're trying to figure out on the fly, what the hell's going on and what your next shot's going to be, um, then you're not really able to immerse yourself yeah. with the with the crew and with the people and, and have those kind of interpersonal moments. And so that's just kind of another byproduct to me uh, of being prepared is that it frees you up to um, to really foster it, it frees you up to really uh, foster the relationships between each you know individual uh, crew member and also uh, to just kind of build the culture of the set for sure. And I feel like you could prepare everything that like prepare like every single thing and everything and and still when you're on set things are going to fall apart or things are going to change and so you got to be ready for that and just be able to improvise and and change on the fly and like i like maybe your shot list like you're going to make it and then in the day you're just not even going to look at it because of like yeah maybe something changed or something like that but at at least you can go back to it and say like oh this is what i needed and Mm -hmm. like just be able to be like maybe i don't need this shot but i for sure need this shot Mm -hmm. because i put it as very important here yeah um so like um even if you prepare a lot a lot of stuff is going to change on set but being being prepared is going to give you the opportunity to improvise um there and not like fuck up the whole shoot yeah, yeah. i've got a, a production company that uh i worked with a lot uh when i was coming up in the camera department um beef and pie out of austin texas and on the front of all their production books it said fix it in pre and it was just like just that little bit like that that really drives home for me uh preparation guy and they and they understood how important it was and they were able to foster that kind of uh culture on set because they had done all their homework their clients knew what to expect uh the crew knew what to expect all the homework was done and it just made for such a better experience and i've really taken that uh that I've really taken that with me a lot too and, and, and watched from working with those guys whenever they would come to town, uh, kind of watching how they did things and, and the, the, the really good things that were born from uh, such great yeah. preparation. And if you're going to fix it in post, just be like, just know that like you, that just be for sure that you're going to actually fix it in post. Cause um, <laughs> for, for me, uh, I've be, I've done like VFX in the past, and I know what can be fixed in post and whatnot. Right. So that has yeah. helped me a lot. Yes. When I'm like, oh, it, that's fine. I can do that in post, or yeah. like, no, that's no. just not gonna yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of directors, uh, they're like, oh, we'll fix it in post, but like, they have no idea if that's even possible. Right. So I, I will encourage like all directors to like learn about just at least the basics of visual effects and what requires to make a shot this way or that Mm -hmm. way. And the simple things that you can do that take one minute that, that are going to make a VFX artist or an editor or whatever, who you're putting the onus on to fix it in post, it's going to make their lives easier and really make it doable. Yeah. It's, and also like, if you are going to fix it in post, like if you're going to fix it yourself, I mean, great. But if you're (laughs) going to find someone else and just be mindful, like that costs, a lot of money yeah. and like, you know, yeah. So, yeah. Um, one of the things that, uh, I think is so cool that you did recently was the, um, 
the film festival, the what'd you call it? Lock lock uh <laughs> lockdown. Lockdown film festival. festival yeah. So you did uh, I'll let you explain it, but it's a, a festival that people shot all at their house, right? What during quarantine. Yeah, like so right after quarantine started, I was like I was like, Oh man, I wish there was a competition where we could make a short while we're at home. And I was like, Yeah, what what is there not one? So I was like, Maybe I should tell someone to do it. And then I told my fiance, and she was like, why don't you do it? And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then I, I don't know how to run a film yeah, festival. I don't know how to run a film festival. <laughs> like, I'm, I make the shorts. I don't I do not do the festivals. <laughs> and um, and then she was like, no, I should do it. And I was like, well, you know what? I, I'm still working, so I probably won't be able to make a short. So I, maybe I should do it. So I, I was like, what can you do inside your home? In one, like a film, one to three minutes. So the film had to be one to three minutes. Um, it had to have three different elements. One of them was to show someone washing their hands. The second <laughs> one was to have someone else in a Skype call or conference call or FaceTime. Yeah. And then the third one was, uh, I always forget about the third one. Was it a line of dialogue? No, yeah. it was, uh, oh, you have to be in it. So like the filmmaker oh, had to gotcha. had to have a cameo in it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, um, so really all the building blocks of quarantine, right? Yeah, Hand yeah. washing, <laughs> yeah. Skyping slash yeah, Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was just to get people involved, like people that could not be there, like actors and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to give people something to give the, to do with their kids. And, um, so I was like, well, if I get 10 people, that should, like, that should do. <laughs> and like, so I posted on, on Facebook and I was like, hey, I want to do this. Like, who will be interested in doing it? It's going to be $15 to enter, but all the money is going to go to the winner. And um, uh, a lot of people say, oh, I, I want to do it. And 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 then people from L.A. was like, oh, I want to do it. And I'm like, oh, God, what have I done? Like, should I dilute it now? Or like, I don't know if I can do this. Uh, but I didn't dilute it. And then, uh, yeah, 30 people, no, 27 people submitted it. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> 20 people, only 17 finished their film, but uh, we were able to raise $405. Oh, cool. And and then, okay, so I had from that in the rain short, we, yeah. we won this uh, slider that uh, it was like a, for a phone. It was a Rhino slider, but it was like uh, those electric ones that you just like yeah. set on your app and then yeah, it yeah. just does it by itself. Those things never work, right? <laughs> Well, I never opened it because it was for a phone and I was like, I'm not going to use it. I was, I'm just going to sell it, but I never did. One time I actually did sell it on eBay and then the guy was like, oh, I thought this was for a DSLR. I I didn't know it was for a phone. I don't want it. So they never paid for it. Did you give it away as a prize for the film festival? Yeah, I did give it away for a prize for the film festival. Yep. I was like, you know what? It's just sitting there. Might as well give it to the second. Because it's still like, it's worth like 300 bucks. Yeah. And, and it's probably something that people are going to use a lot more now. Pe- yeah. Cell phones are decent now. Oh, you they're know? better than like most cameras <laughs> yeah. nowadays. Like they should Cam- 8K. Like, you know, like- <laughs> but uh, I, I, yeah, I gave it away as a second, um, uh, the second place prize. And then I also had a, a mic from, so Aperture has like a sister company that is called Diddy. Diddy mics? Yeah, yeah. Deity? Yeah, something like yeah. that. And uh, they also send us a a on-camera mic. Oh, and so you told them what you were doing with the festival and they sent you some no, swag? No, no, no. That's the stuff that we want from In the Ring. Oh, gotcha. So I still had it, like, own open, like, yeah. I didn't use it. And uh, so I had it, I had those 
two things there from two years ago. Oh, that's hilarious, Eddie. And I was just like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it, I'm gonna give it away <laughs> so, to get more people interested. So I was like, besides the money, I'm giving away these prizes for second and third place. Yeah. So yeah, people started signing up. We got 27 people, uh, and then uh, yeah, I was like, uh, I'm gonna get some judges. I don't know who yet, but I I'll, I'll look for someone. And then uh, it was Thursday or something like that. And I was like, oh, God, as soon as we look up, because it was from when, when did mo- you it was from Monday morning until Friday. It okay. was a deadline. Yeah. So it was like a whole week. And uh, so another one of, another rule is that you had to film the whole thing inside your house. Well, not just within your property. Right. And uh, uh, yeah, it was Thursday. And I was like, I don't have any judges. So I started looking for people. And then I was like, I I actually asked like. Famous people like Ryan Connolly from Film Riot. Yeah. He never replied. I asked uh, Seth Worley from uh, Red Giant. Like, he saw it. He saw it. He never replied. Yeah. <laughs> delivered. It said yeah, it, it was delivered. Yeah, it said it was. It's seen. It's, it's seen, seen at the yeah, bottom. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I was like, okay. So maybe not. So uh, I was like, well, I know a lot of people in the beauty industry, in the film industry here in Oxford. And also, but at the same time, I wanted uh, a few people from outside because uh, people are like, oh, it's probably because they're their friends. And like, you yeah. know, so I got actually a DP that has worked with you guys with Pop Fizz. Um, uh, his name is. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Now's not the time. Yeah, it's like the, time. <laughs> the beer that I just drink. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Tanner. 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 Oh, yeah. Tanner. Yeah, Tanner. Shinnick. Yes. Shinnick. Yeah. Where's he? Atlanta? Place. Yeah, he's in Atlanta. Yeah. And uh yeah, he's a he's a good friend. We worked on a thing uh with for you guys back yeah. for uh Augusta a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah. And um uh I was like, Hey, would you be interested in in uh, in judging this? He's like, I'd love to. He's a talented dude. I've oh, seen yeah. a bunch of his stuff. He's he really great. great. Yeah, he's great. I feel so bad right now. I really feel so bad. <laughs> nah, it's okay. And it uh and uh so and then I was like, Well, what else do I know? And then I think we had talked to like no long ago, and I was like, "Well, what about Ben?" And I was like, "I'm gonna ask Ben." And uh, yeah, I reached out to you, and then you left me on scene too. And then I was like, "Nope, no, I'm gonna push for it." So I texted you. No, I'm just kidding. No, I said, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, <coughs> no, I saw it. I read it. I responded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, I said yes. You say yes. Yeah. And then I also got Michael Samstag. He's yeah. a documentary filmmaker. He yeah. Knows, but he also He's ran great. a film festival. Yeah, he did the 24-hour one and yeah. some other stuff, too. Yeah, I was like, hey, we're going to do it this way. And he's like, why are you going to do it this way? You should do it this other way. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. And then I was like, oh, and about this, uh, you're going to do it this way. Why are you going to do it that way? You should do it this other way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Maybe because <laughs> you've been doing this for the past 20 years. And yeah, yeah. So you got a little little uh, film festival uh, operations men- mentorship yep. from him, too. And then I also got a film studies teacher. Uh, she's a high school teacher at Fargo, and she teaches oh, cool. film yeah. uh, at Lee McMahon. And uh, so I got four great people and very diverse in different yeah. areas of filmmaking and stuff like that. So... I got great judges, and then uh, I sent you guys the films like some Saturday morning, and they had to be judged by some Sunday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, it was great. I sat down Sunday morning. I plugged my HDMI into the to the TV because I didn't want any airplay lag. Right, I yeah. wanted to see them all, and I watched them all, and I and I judged them um, after each one. I'd go and nice. and 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 fill out the scorecard for each one. It was yeah. great, man. People did awesome work. Oh yeah, people did really cool work, and I, it was just a great idea. Thanks. And people. 
I've seen a lot more of those pop up. Oh yeah. But yours was the first one that That's I remember one. I was doing. Was the first one. Not, yeah. not gonna lie. I mean, I'm not gonna say that some people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that some people ripped you yeah. off. <laughs> no, no, I encourage you. Like, I, I, I got a lot of messages from people, and they were like, "Hey, thank you. Like, I got something to do with my kids for the week. Like, it was yeah. a great time that I got to spend with my wife and and kids." And it looked like everybody had a great time. Yeah. And that's what it was. Some a of good them were feeling. moody and dark, but some of most of them were uplifting and kind of had the the one that won in particular, but really had positive vibes. You know, it felt like what people needed at that time too. And uh, Adam won. Um, Adam Chapman. Adam Chapman won. Yeah. Um, but he didn't win because he was my friend. So just back up, back off. No, you like, didn't. You didn't judge, right? No, I didn't judge. Like uh, I was, I didn't. I didn't even talk to him all week because I was like, I don't want people. I didn't talk to anyone. Like I would just be like, hey, you have que-, like if they had a question, like I was just like, yeah, yeah, like this, this, and this. But I would, I try to like to not talk to anyone. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, his was really great. Um, the of course the cinematography was great, and the the story was really yeah. good too. And the and the um, what was the name of it? Do you remember? Moments. Moments. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, and it was very uplifting. And and uh, the the art art yeah. side of it yeah, was, was fantastic. And it looks like he got to spend some time with his family yeah. doing it. Yeah, it but it seemed really like good. everyone really got some time to spend with their family. And, yeah. Uh, it, that was a great feeling, and like everyone did great. There were some people that were not filmmakers; they were like actors and stuff like that, and they deliver a film. They shot it with their phones, edited on their on their phones. Like it was just a great thing for filmmaking. There was a cat sh- one. Yeah, it was just so, cats. Lydia, Lydia, that made the cat one. She is an actress, and like she has no idea what like how to. Or maybe she does. I don't know, but uh, not a filmmaker. Not a filmmaker. Right. Like you know, she it's an actress. And uh, yeah, she did that cat. I loved it. Yeah, I thought I it was too. super fun, super yeah. cute. Yeah. Uh, she and, shot it with her family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like probably with her phone. And, and that was just what the goal was, you know. And no, it was not about winning a prize. It was more about giving people something to do with their families. Yeah. And just, and it seemed like it really worked. Um, I was just very pleased. And I, I was like, this is going to be the only edition of the festival. But then afterwards, I was like, ah, maybe, maybe I'll do it again. Yeah, yeah you we'll should. Be, we'll be locked out for a few more weeks. Might do it again. You should. But uh, Anything else going on right now that's big? Or are you just trying to survive like everybody else? Trying to survive like everybody yeah, else. You know, tr- still, try not to shake anybody's hand. Still, yeah, still have a few more things to edit. But then afterwards, if anybody's looking for uh, a <laughs> deep theater, a director, <laughs> painter, like, I'll Mason, your, I'll clean your house. Uh, you know, <laughs> anything. Well, Eddie, I appreciate you coming by so much, man. I really, it's always great to talk to you. I got to do it for an hour today. That's yeah. uh, that's solid stuff. So thank thanks you. a lot, man. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. What'd you think of that, guys? Isn't he awesome? Eddie's the man. Hit him up. Track him down. Hire him. He's amazing. He's so talented. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. I appreciate it so much. I'm very grateful that you're here and that you listened. And uh, join us next week for Six Pack with Zach and Ben. It'll be exciting. I'll tell you about me. Have a good one, guys. Y'all be good. Stay safe. Matt Honkinen. Play me out. <laughs>